From the creators of Circles of Fate, this is Slices of Life, a podcast where intentional living and imperfection meet. Join my co-hosts and I as we have conversations that help you navigate real faith, real life, and real community in the everyday. I'm Kimberly Amici, and today I'm here with Elise Daly Parker and Noelle Rhodes. Deep friendships are often marked by common interests and sometimes common passions, such as faith and politics. But what happens when you and that friend you adore don't see eye to eye? As Christians, we are called to live in peace, unity, and love. But in this political climate, it feels like it's getting harder and harder to do that. Whether inside the church or out, people are passionate about their differing beliefs. There seem to be no gray areas anymore, just black or white, your way or my way, holy or unholy. My co-hosts and I are here to talk about how we can navigate friendships, especially when we disagree. But before we get started, let's do what we do each week and ask an in-your-words question. This week, we asked our Facebook community, what is the one thing you and your best friend can always agree on? Elise, do you want to read one of them for us? Sure. I will read um, our, our answer from Faith in our Slices of Life community group. And she says the one thing that she and her best friend can always agree on is coffee. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, not a very political statement, thank no. God. <laughs> and Noelle, we had some people yeah. respond on the, our Circles of Faith Facebook page. Yes. Well, um, our friend Fran said that her and her friends always agree on politics. And Heather said that her and her friends agree that if anyone tries to hurt their friend, a mutual friend, that they have to answer to us. That's mm. awesome. Good group of friends. Yeah. And, and then I reached out to a few friends of mine, and um, Gail said that her and her friends, her best friend, can always agree on margaritas. <laughs> <laughs> food seems to be yes. a theme here. And here's yeah, another food one. Drink, I would say. <laughs> here's another one. Sarah said her and her best friend can always agree on wine and politics. There you go. Well, that's good because that otherwise can be a tough combination. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh. oh, my gosh. So, Noelle, I'm so glad that you're here with us today because I stumbled upon a post that you did back in November about friendship and the elections. And it yes. was just really about how differing political views and different different beliefs affect friendship and you Mm. kind of were guiding your readers on how to prevent that prevent a friendship from dissolving or being strained Mm -hmm. because of that so why don't you just jump right in and um, tell us what you've learned wow well it's definitely a hot topic um I probably want to start with saying that looking at my close circle of friends that I, that I already have, none of us have the same political views. We're all very different and, you know, we agree and disagree at at various levels on certain issues. So, um, recently I have found that the conversations have been harder. They've been a lot harder to listen to and be gracious towards, and they've been very challenging. Mm. So I think that's something that kind of you want to sort of acknowledge. Like it, like if it's if it's yeah. really easy then you know 
you're very fortunate. But for me, I've been finding personally, and I've been talking to people as I do my research, this has actually become a really big deal for people that they're, you know, they're, they're maybe, for instance, they're posting something on Facebook, like an article or vocalizing their opinion and they're getting really negative responses from their, their friends who may have a different opinion or vice versa. They feel like there's an onslaught of political posts from their friends and they just feel kind of bombarded with mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. and even maybe a little confused by it or scared mm-hmm, by it. Mm-hmm. So I think that like the first thing I would say is to recognize that like it is a thing and that you're not crazy if you're finding it difficult. Yeah, that's good. I, I, I so agree with that, Noel. There's a lot going on out there or yeah. in here or around us. <laughs> and um, and there's a lot of disagreement and, and passionate disagreement, I think. Yeah, a passionate disagreement. So one of the things for me that I had to kind of think about was where I was going to have these conversations. I'm a passionate person and it's very easy, easy for me to type a bunch of words and post it, but it's very hard for me to edit in the moment of passion. So once it's out on the internet, it's out there forever. And it's kind of out there for anybody to read at any point in time, mm-hmm. in any mood that the mood that they're in. And I'm not sure if like having really important conversations about beliefs is best for me personally on social media, because I don't know if I do a very good job at it. Mm-hmm. at facilitating good conversations. So for me personally, I made a decision that when I talk about politics or any kind of issue that's happening, that I was going to do this face to face. So I think for me, what I would suggest to our listeners is to to decide where you want these conversations to take place and to ask yourself honestly, am I very good at communicating how I feel and what I believe on social media in a way that is always going to be kind of heard in the tone that I want to be heard in. And some people are really good at that. Like I have friends who write these beautiful posts on mm-hmm. on Facebook and it makes me think and um, it's helpful. And then I have people who are probably more like me who write really snarky things and really make people upset or what they're trying to say doesn't come across because the way they're saying it is, is just – uh, in anger or in frustration. And so immediately there's people either shutting down to it or they're just responding, you know, in anger and frustration towards that person. So mm-hmm. when you're talking about your friendship, where do you want to have these conversations? And for me, it has to be face to face. And I had a conversation recently with a friend over a, a recent political issue. And we think a little differently on the issue. But I was able to hear her and she was like crying and like sharing her heart with me about why she was so passionate about why she felt. And that really helped me. Yeah. And did it change the way I, I, I thought not, not really, but what it did do was it gave me opportunity to love her as my friend in that moment. And I was able to wrap my arms around her and say, you know, I just love this about you. I love that you're moved by this. It challenges me. Because you know what? We're not all moved by the same things. That's just the truth. But, like, you're so passionate about this. And I'm just, like, we're going to pray right now together that God's going to show you what he wants you to do in this. Mm. And we're going to pray for me and how he wants what He wants me to do in this, you know? Mm-hmm. And here we are, two different opinions, but we're coming together and we're, like, going to Jesus and saying, 
help us because we, you know, you're the we only one. Mm-hmm. We don't agree. But there's obviously something you're doing in us. So that doesn't really happen very easily on Facebook or, you know, Twitter. But it does happen over coffee sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I've had friends who have just said to me, would you mind like FaceTiming me so we can talk about this face to face? And I've had those conversations with people and it's been really good to see their face, to hear their voice, to hear their story and to hear why they feel this way. Mm -hmm. And for them to hear me is the best is the best. Um, So that was the first thing I would say is decide where you want to have these conversations because the worst thing to do is to not have the conversations, to let it be like the big elephant in the room where you both know you don't agree or just not going to talk about it. Um, and then so you, I can, a, you begin. I have a question. Go ahead. Um, yeah. You know, th- they say you don't talk about politics. Don't talk about money. Don't talk about politics. Mm-hmm. When, So it's kind of, it's not that necessarily it's a rule that I've followed, but how do you even start these conversations when you're talking about politics? Because I, as I sit here and listen to you, I think of the fr- relationships I have. And there's no relationship where political conversations are central. Like I well, just, there's, I mean, there's people that I have ideas that I have, I guess what, I guess yeah. how they voted. And I don't really know because we've just never gone there. But I've known them for years. So does that mean that I'm existing in these shallow friendships or am I just, no. are we connecting mm-hmm. on other things? Like, I just am wondering as you say this, like, is there a difference between not going there and avoiding it? Yeah. Yes. There's a difference. <laughs> okay. There's a difference. Yeah. 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 I yeah. mean, I would say like, there's friends of mine who I know don't necessarily agree with me, but like, that's not our, like, we don't talk about that kind of stuff. Right. But I, I, I also wonder, and it, it, I feel right now a lot of people are talking about it. Mm-hmm. Like right now in our moment of time, a lot of people, at least kind of in my circle of friends, are talking about it a lot. Is it because they so, can on Facebook and then that's where the conversation – or on a social media? Like is it because yes. it's brought up it's in a way there. that it was never brought up before? Yes, it's there. But it's also for me personally and my friends are talking about it. Okay. Like mm-hmm. I had dinner one night and – it's what they want to talk about because it's mm-hmm. so upsetting for some people. It's so upsetting. Not that okay. it's not upsetting for me, but it's, it's much oh, yeah. more, it, they're, they're looking at their life through this lens. Yeah. Yes. And, and we all have different things about, that are, are driving yeah. us. We all have different, yeah. just like we all have different burdens, different charities yeah. we don't donate to. It's because our, our burden is in a particular area. Like I'm yeah, sure right. we all have different right. things that are. I, I important. definitely would not say that you have shallow friendships at all. I would just say, you know, this might not be what the lens are looking at their life through, mm-hmm. but right now in my, in my circle of friends, this is, and if I'm going to be very real, I'll be very real on this podcast, um, that political stuff isn't my lens. Mm-hmm. And in fact, my friends forced me to think this way. You know what I mean? Like they forced me to have to go there sometimes cause they want to mm-hmm. talk about it. And I'm like, I just kind of want to talk about this is us. I just kind of want to talk about, <laughs> you know, who Lady Gaga's dating. And they're like, Noel, my gosh, like, you know, wake up. Yeah. And yeah. It, I'm not saying that I have to always think this way, but it it is helpful to have people who who do who are passionate about politics and policy and what's going on in the world because it forces somebody like me who mm-hmm. doesn't really want to think about it to kind of have to be like, "Oh, what do I think about?" Yeah. So for me personally, it's my friends that want to talk, talk about it and I've just mm-hmm. said, "Look, we're not doing it on Facebook or social media. We're doing it face to face because I want to mm-hmm. hear your heart and I want you to have opportunity to hear mine and that's how we're going to move forward." 
because mm-hmm. I can't do it well on, on social media. Yeah. You know, I, I'm kind of thinking, um, I don't know that my friends, my age are talking as much about politics on social media as you guys who are significantly younger than yeah. you. Yeah. No, I can see I think that. that that is true. I think that, um, we're more of the mentality on some level, not entirely, but on some level of what you said, Kimberly, we don't talk about money. We don't talk about politics because that is an old concept from right. my, my parents' generation. But I think that, um, I, I love what you're saying, Noel. I, I really am very much like you. Let's just talk about like God or our relationship yeah. or our marriage. Or even parenting. You can talk about deep stuff with parenting. never going into politics. Well, I mean, mar- marriage is very yeah. deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I would never call my relationships shallow. I know that I don't have shallow relationships. I mean, those are okay, but those are not the, the, mm-hmm. the, the you know, I have deep friendships yeah. with people that I've been friends with for many, many, many years. And interestingly, in this climate, I would absolutely say, Noel, that when we get together in person and I've gotten together with a few of these groups, oh my gosh, I walk into one group where, you know, literally the understanding is you do not have political conversations. I mean, it's a prayer group. Yeah. And yet people are talking about it. And some of them are very upset and very angry, especially within days of the election. And then I'm in another, another group, which I've talked about a few times, our Friday faith group. Now, again, we are very strong believers. We're women who have been together for many years. There were women who were so upset again, within the few days after the election, um, and still are, but they really wanted and needed to talk about it in a way that I don't want and need to talk about it. Yeah. But we all, I think, had to make a safe space for people to talk about it because they yes. were crying, as you say. Yeah. And it's kind of like instead of going, oh, gosh, what is going on with her? <laughs> it's, kind yeah. of like, it's kind of like saying, okay, tell me what these tears are about. What's right. going on for you? What are you reacting to, responding to? I think that is an opportunity for the relationship to be deepened and strengthened exactly. as opposed to just going, okay, you know. But I will also say that there have been – you know, I had that wonderful sacred girlfriend weekend the last weekend in January, and it is such a sacred place. And we all get to have our download, you know, sacred time to talk. And in that space, it's, it, that was kind of like, you know, let it would be very tempting. Somebody would start the conversation and we would kind of all agree, you know what, we're not yeah. talking politics this weekend. So I think, as you say, I think what you're you're saying, Noel, is there's a time and a place for it. There's an opportunity for understanding and growth in relationship because of our differences, even political ones. Um, and I would also say that this is the most volatile political climate we've been in ever. Wouldn't you yeah. say that? I mean, I don't recall. In my lifetime, yeah. yeah even in mine. And and yeah. again, I'm, I'm quite a bit older than you guys. The only thing I can say is I remember Reagan being um, voted in in 1980 when I was traveling all over Europe with my backpack and the Europeans were freaking out and calling Reagan a, mon- a warmonger, and te- they were terrified. So just an interesting yes. lens back then. I think it's just about establishing the boundaries of yeah. where you're going to have the conversation. <laughs> and yeah. you know what? If your friendships are not really um, a place where you normally talk about this stuff, maybe don't. Mm-hmm. I, you know what I mean? Like, you need to kind of fill that out. If, and if you need someone to talk about it, then you need to find that person, too. Yeah, but I I don't always know 
that every kind of platform is the best platform no, for well, you. Not. I think I would talk more about politics if I knew that there were boundaries and rules. And I don't feel, I feel nowadays there are no boundaries and rules. The things that I've seen said, how passionate people are. I mean, they go very, um, they can be very rude and critical and attack personally very quickly. Yes. So it's yes. really hard to even want to engage right. in right. the conversation. Um, well, it, again, there's those assumptions, right. you know, that, so that when you come, when you come out against somebody, there's a lot of assumption behind that. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and there is not an, a mutual understanding. There mm-hmm. is not a mutual understanding. I think about it's so indicative of what is literally happening in our politics today. There mm-hmm. are two sides of the aisle and never the two shall meet. It's yeah. and so that that's coming out in relationships yes. or discussions, even with people that we know and love, is not really surprising. But mm-hmm. I think, again, going back to what you've said, Noel, um, putting those boundaries in and still making a place for those conversations to happen, I think is brilliant because honestly, you know, isn't that where it's going to start? I'm very kind of much in the middle, to be honest with you. So I annoy everybody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't, yeah. you know, that is just where I'm at. I'm just being very real. I'm very much in the middle of a lot of stuff and I annoy everybody because I have friends and family <laughs> on one side and I got friends and family on the other side and they're constantly annoyed with me. And I just have to because, are Are they annoyed with you because you will not take a stand one way or the other that is strong enough? Or you're yeah, just I'm, in not in anybody's box? I'm not really anybody's box. And I'm also not someone that will be like, this is, this is how I feel unless I know that's really how I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes so you I don't pick, you pick your, you yeah. pick your issues and you stick with them. And otherwise yeah. you're, well, I mean, that seems to be reasonable to me. <laughs> Thank you, Elise. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't be for and against every single thing. You choose what is most important to you. The truth is I can't really be informed on every single no, thing. Right. So, right. Hard. It's really so sometimes people come to me like, why do you think about this? And I'm like, I don't know what I think about that. And they're like, why don't you know what you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, because I don't have time to, you know, there are things I do really care about and I, I'm happy to share my thoughts on it. But yeah, I do annoy people because there's some things I'm just, I don't have, not that I don't have a strong opinion about it, but I don't have a well-formed opinion about it to yeah. debate. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. to affirm. So I try to be careful with that. But I think for me, where I'm at is trying to not allow the political climate to cultivate a lot of conflict, but instead turn that around and make it an opportunity for me to connect with people mm-hmm. that are my friends who do di- who differ from me. Mm-hmm. And we're fighting for this. We're fighting yeah. to understand each other yeah. and to really get to the heart. And sometimes we do it well, and sometimes we do it really bad. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that my pastor said when he was speaking about the issue is he said, lead the way with empathy, listen first and save your opinions for later. And Excellent. it wasn't like you don't have, it's not, not to not have an opinion, but just right. put your opinion on the back burner. And, um, I think that's hard to do sometimes just ask questions Find out why, again, like you said, find out why people think the way they do. You'd be surprised what you'd find out. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Um, well, absolutely. and I think, I, I, you know, when I think about the um, Friday group that I mentioned to you guys, and there was a lot of very, very strong emotion, um, 
my friend who runs that group, um, Margot, is a, a spiritual director too, and so she's done a lot of training, and she does the questions. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. asks the questions, and that is what opens up the conversation and helps us to understand where someone is coming from because the emotional response or reaction can put everybody off. We can kind of go, Oh God, you know, that's really strong feelings. At least somebody like me, I don't, that that's, you know, I'm not, yeah, I don't know what am I, what I am as a result of feeling that way, but I just get very like put off by strongly stated opinions. I just am like, ah, so I just loved the way, um, because I do, I get my back up and I, and I, you know, I yeah. don't come from a place of, um, all right, yeah, let's talk about it. I get, I get nervous and I get put off by it. So mm-hmm. it's just not my thing. I'm not big into confrontation, but again, this friend, uh, is so good at asking those questions and I love it. I mean, she's done that for me on a personal basis and I can't even tell you how enlightened it's allowed me to become about something that I need to think about, you yeah. know, even if it's, again, I'm kind of with, you know, well, I'm not, I don't feel strongly about a lot of things cause I don't know enough about them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'd like to, yes, I would, but, um, kind of doing the best I can right now and, yeah. <laughs> uh, with what I've got. Um, yeah. and so, you know, what I, the conversation can be, be a place of actually, um, figuring it out for myself and, and, thinking (laughs) so if somebody asks you a question you get to think instead of react to what's happening um so i think that's really really what you're modeling in your relationships and talking about to me is uh really a way forward and Mm -hmm. a way of connecting as you said connection yeah especially with um, people who we both love jesus but we have different politics yeah one of the things that i've had to learn to say is tell me tell me where in the Bible that, that you, you feel like you've learned this or you believe this, this is affirmed. And I I don't ask it in like a, tell me where you found that, you know, but like, I want to hear. And that's really helped me, um, personally to hear, to hear where, where they're kind of getting that from and their lens and, and, and also to challenge kind of what I'm thinking, you know, that's something else is really important is not everything I think is correct. Right. Right. And we need to be open to that. So I'd like to think that I know everything, but I don't. So to kind of hear from someone who's a little bit different, like a loving, someone I know, I'm not talking about just anybody, you know, a, right. a close friend who really feels strongly about something and we di- we disagree. I said, well, tell me, like, where, where did you get that from? And they'll share and I'll go, okay, and I'll process that and I'll I'll, I'll check it with the Bible and what I know to be true. And then either we agree to disagree or I allow that to challenge me, but it's important to have those conversations and it's important to kind of challenge her that we're not just saying these things. I'm talking more about in Christian friendship, not mm-hmm. just anybody, but we're not just saying these things and these opinions just because that's how we feel. I think with Christian friendship, we do need to challenge each other. Where, where's this coming from? And if you can do it in a loving and safe way, it's very, very effective in maturing us mm-hmm. and, bringing us closer together. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I definitely feel it's, it's, it's not easy. Yeah. I read something that stuck with me. Um, 
It was in the book Speak, How Your Story Can Change the World by Nish Wyseth. And sorry if I've said her name wrong. Um, she shared the story about how when she was in college, she had very strong viewpoints about certain things. And she was in a class and the professor was kind of challenging them on the gun control issue and trying to get them to have a conversation about, you know, why they thought what they did. And um, one of the girls in class shared something that she actually experienced and her basically her brother um was in a gang and was like caught up in the wrong people and somebody had come to kind of like settle up with her brother and had pulled a gun on her you know to kind of bait the brother and the brother ended up shooting this intruder but he himself died from gunshot wounds from the intruder and mm. so what she shared with the class was that um you know, the the right to bear arms allowed her brother to save her, but the right to bear arms also, and the abuse of it also caused her brother to die. So she was basically mm. saying to the class, like, I don't know what I think on this. I can wow. go both ways. And the author of the book said that it really mm. challenged me. Again, like you said, I don't know that it necessarily changed her opinion mm -hmm. or what she thought needed to be done, but it definitely made her say, wait a minute. Like, there's right. more to this right. than what I see in my limited experience and my limited right. knowledge. And right. I think that when you share your story and when you have a safe place to share why it is you believe what you believe, you can have really great conversations. Instead of trying to place value on people's opinions on people because of their opinions. Yes. You know, there's yeah. a difference. No, you're right. There is a difference. There is a difference. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I hope one of the things, honestly, that comes out of these next few years, and I'm not sure how it will or can, but I certainly hope that something that comes out of what we're all going through politically is more conversations and more understanding. Because, again, I think the divide has gone so far enough, and it is mm. so not good for us, and it does not... Um, promote anything good from what I can see. I mean, it's, gr I think it's great to have opinions. I think it's great to march for what you care about. Abs I, I, I celebrate that freedom. I truly do. Absolutely. But, but there has to come a time where we also start talking to one another. And, and again, I think starting, starting our relationships, that's a good beginning. And, yeah. um, but I, I do hope that the, the political climate in that way changes because mm -hmm. it's just, it's just out of control. Yeah. And well, even the women's March, which, you know, you talked a little bit about, uh, Noel, mm -hmm. um, you know, definitely treading here carefully, but the fact that women who were pro-life were, um, banned from sponsoring the women's March is, um, that that's upsetting to me. Because, again, mm. it's like, well, you dis disagree with my opinion. And therefore, and I saw that even a Georgetown professor uh, said this, you are not a feminist. You cannot be a feminist if you are uh, pro-life. And, um, boy, to me, those are... That's strong people, words. Yeah. Those are people snuffing out discussion. And, by the way, the, this, the, this is a Students for Life group that was banned from sponsoring. And um, they did march anyway, which I think is great. 
yeah. mean, they weren't told they couldn't march. They were told they couldn't sponsor. But it's just an interesting, even there, it's like, okay, I hope you guys are talking to each other because this is a great opportunity to have some understanding and not just throw quotes at one another mm-hmm. and belief systems at one another, you know? I hope that some dialogue came out of that. Tim Keller says, tolerance isn't about not having beliefs. It's about how your beliefs lead you to treat people who disagree with you. Mm-hmm. And I really like that, that because... I love that. That is where the test is. I mean, the test is, how do you treat people that disagree, disagree with you? Do you unfriend them on Facebook? Mm-hmm. Do you... Stop inviting them to your stuff. Do you, you know, I mean, these are just questions I'm asking myself. When they start to say things that I disagree with, how is my posture? How is my tone? Are my arms crossed? Do I roll my eyes at things that they say? <laughs> Do I interrupt them? These are things that I'm challenging myself with, and mm-hmm. it's not easy. But I think that when we can push through... And when we can really try to fight to connect, even though we may disagree, I think a really, really beautiful things do happen. And I think that is something that really does make America very unique is that we do all have the right to have different opinions and yet we live together. And I think that is kind of where we need to practice it is in our friendships. We do have, we, 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 we may not always see things eye to eye, but yet we're still choosing to walk together. Uh, Jennifer Dugley recently shared a post titled What to Do When You Can't Agree with the People That You Love. And I'm just going to read a few lines from it really quick because she's talking about her and her husband who disagree on politics. And I mean, that's got to be super tough. Um, I can't imagine that. Um, She says, first of all, our divisions should not shock us. Neither Scott or I is shocked by what's happening in our home. When we married, we knew we didn't see eye to eye on everything. And then she goes on to say, but we got married. Here's why. Because we loved us more than we hated what was different. Mm, Which I love that because that can be applied to friendships. Yes. Yes. And then later in the post, she goes on to say, holding tightly to my perspective and my way of seeing things makes my life feel small, like something has to be protected. It makes me a slave to my perspective, my opinion, and my vote. So when we tense up and when we refuse to um, acknowledge a friend's opinion or experience or views, we're really the one who's become slaved to our view. Like, Mm. it it makes us shut down. It makes us end friendships. It makes us say things we would never say. Um, Mm. And so, you know, I think like with everything else, we need to open it, hold it with an open hand not that we need to abandon our opinions and, and placate everybody, but yeah, like let's hold it with an open hand. Let me ask you right. questions. Right. Let me empathize. Right. Well, it's so interesting because I think you, you put just, you, you, the way you're describing that Kimberly is we put ourselves in this little box and we kind of say, this is where I stand and I'm not moving out of my box. Mm-hmm. And so you can either come join me or I'm, I'm not going to talk to you or I'm going to yeah. get mad at you. I mean, I yeah. know that, Speaking of in, in marriage, Chris and I disagree on lots and lots and lots of things, and um, <laughs> and he's is so much more liberal minded than I am on like every single front, and hmm. um, you know I definitely have not always been kind about that. I'm just going to admit that I have kind of been you know I've I've definitely been judgmental about it and been like, come on, you can't possibly believe that that's true. Um, 
Mm. Yeah. And that's a great way to open up conversation. Yeah, exactly. Let me belittle you in the beginning so that whatever you say yeah. afterwards you doesn't really matter. That I am going to insult you um, so that we can. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure I've definitely over the years uh, stalled some conversations. Thank God. Uh, you know, as, as we've said, we learn. We keep yeah. learning. Please, God, till the day we leave this earth. Yeah. Um, because that's just, you know, again. And and I feel in some ways it's a little bit how I was raised about certain things. Like, you know, you felt strongly about certain opinions and, and you were willing to go to the death. Of, it's almost like a habit as opposed mm. to a real firm belief system. So I have to watch that. I, I don't mm-hmm. do that with my friends. I can behave well with my friends, but I can yeah, certainly right. <laughs> my home. Yeah. <laughs> Be socially acceptable, but. Not no, not always with my husband. Mm. Noelle, do you have another tip? Well, I was going to say, the other tip I was going to say is um, communicate where you are. So, for instance, this is for the person who's like, I don't really have opinion about this, or I'm not really sure what my opinion is. When someone's talking to you, you don't have to, like, agree with them in that moment. You don't have to automatically disagree with them in that moment. You can just say, I don't know really where I am on that. Mm-hmm. And that is completely... Mm-hmm. valid and okay. Absolutely. It's better to just be honest about where you are. So there, someone recently asked me about very fresh. It was very fresh last week asking about the refugee crisis, what I thought about it. And I had to say, I'm still thinking about it. I'm mm-hmm. still thinking about what my response should That's be. That's good. And the person said, Oh, Okay. <laughs> Yeah, because we're and quick to jump to, to our conclusions. Well, we're very quick, and we, we may say things that we may not actually believe or have been informed on. Mm-hmm. And and I've just learned I've learned this the hard way, guys. This is not like I'm automatically wise. It's just, just for me failing miserably and getting the hint. But I have learned to say, I'm still thinking about it, or I, I don't know where I am. Mm-hmm. And that kind of helps the person who's talking to you where you are. So they're not assuming and, you, and it's absolutely okay to say, you know what, this conversation it feels, it feels a little tense to me. Let's revisit it when we can talk about it and, you know, m- with more peace and more, you know, understanding. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think you have to communicate where you are so that there's the appropriate reaction. Mm-hmm. So if I do disagree, mm-hmm. I say, you know, I, I just I disagree with what you're saying. But I really appreciate you, like, sharing your thoughts with me. And try to find things that you do agree on. Try to encourage that person's passion. And, you know, don't just dismiss their whole being because of one thing that you disagree with. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important in friendship is you got to validate that. Like, we don't agree on this, but I love you. I just love you. Mm-hmm. And this is what, you know, these, the, this is why I love you. Cause otherwise what happens is the entire friendship becomes about what you don't agree on. Mm-hmm. And then there's distance, there's withdrawing, there's break. And so I think for me, when I'm having these conversations, I try my best to make sure when that conversation's over, that person knows I still love them. And these are things that we do agree with. Mm-hmm. And this is why their voice is valid in my life. Yeah. So, well, I do think that, that like, like getting the political differences out of the way, having an understanding of what you disagree on, then opens up the door for then 
you to find things that you can agree on, the things that you can mm-hmm. be passionate about, the issues that you do agree on that you can work together to make change and to advocate and and influence on. And so I think that we, we you're right, we look at it, we focus on what we don't have an agreement with each other instead mm-hmm. of just getting that out of the way and really focusing on what is it that we both believe and we can be passionate about and, and have together. Yeah. And and I want to say this, one of the temptations is if you disagree with your friend, sometimes you may believe the lie that this person is not important to your life anymore because they don't agree with you politically mm-hmm. or that what they have to say or any advice they give is not valid. Mm. And I would challenge Ooh, that. That's a, that's a yeah. really good point. Yeah. I think that, um, again, that's something that people definitely do. Oh my gosh. If you believe that, then I don't know you <laughs> and I can't possibly agree with you on other things. And that, that's just, yeah. that's to me, um, a really small minded way of thinking. It's yeah. really cl- closing out any possibility of consideration, thoughtfulness, and, um, you know, the open handedness, Kimberly, that you were mm-hmm. talking about. Mm-hmm. So that's just a shutdown of the relationship yeah. of the conversation, etc. And I don't see, honestly any good that can come from it but i also do believe that at a certain point you may just have to say okay i love you you love me we don't agree on this and it probably is something we shouldn't keep talking about mm-hmm. yeah. no noelle i thought you were i thought you were gonna say resist the temptation to send them an article about your view <laughs> yeah no well you know that's true too i mean i think we need to be loving and i think if i if i keep on sending my friend who disagrees with me on a particular subject article after article after oh, article, yeah. oh. I'm not really promoting love. Um, no. I mean, if they ask and, for it and if they say, well, yes. hey, like, what is it, what yes. is it that you formed yeah. your opinion yeah. upon? I want to read that and I'll send you something Absolutely. that I read. I mean, then that's a really right. mutually respected, you know, relationship and, and you can do that kind of stuff. Again, I think that's a position of saying, listen, I have my argument and I'm going to prove that I'm right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's the little article that from this respected person. So now you'll know that I am actually right. And, and that is, uh, you know, definitely yeah. not relationship building. Yeah. Well, no, one, and you, yeah. Go okay. ahead. Um, no, one thing I was going to say is that that's one thing that I don't do is, um, like post articles on Facebook or tag people in them. I just, and I know this is a, a two is a controversial statement. Um, the media is not reliable. It doesn't matter who whose side it's on. Like, I think in general, what happens is, is that we get fragmented and biased reporting. And mm. we're also not privy to a ton of, like, a lot of information. We think we live in this information age and we can get our hands on everything we need to know. But I don't necessarily think that's true either. Um, it's true. And so, mm. like, a perfect example of this was, this was way back when... Um, I was in my early 20s, and we had this book club in New York City, and this was um, after 9-11, and the book, Bush, and the book Bush at War by Bob Woodward came out. And so we all mm-hmm. thought we were going to be, like, mature and read this book and discuss and have these dialogues. And I'll have to tell you that um, whether they Tough. were Republican or Democrat, all of us agreed that there was information that we just weren't privy to as people that the government mm. had that we didn't know, but yet everybody yeah. had an opinion going into reading this book and there, and they didn't, again, didn't necessarily change their opinion, but they had respect for the amount of Intel and information and things that the, that the media can't report on because it's confidential. Yeah. And so here we are forming our opinions 
and we don't have full information. And yeah. then another instance, which isn't as political, but um, I heard about the book Columbine by Dave Cullen, and I haven't read it mm. yet because I've gone back and forth about whether or not I actually want to read it. But it is. Um, but what you read in that book basically highlights that most of what we know about what happened is wrong. Oh, wow. How we only remember what we were told to us by the media in the days after the event. And the media was just relaying to us the things that they knew to be true. And it's not the things that were updated, corrected, or discovered in the weeks and Mm. months after. That was never reported. And so the people that I've heard, I actually heard this on um, the Sort of Awesome podcast. They Mm. were talking about it. Laura Tremaine was saying that she was blown away by what we we didn't know. And what was yeah. not what it seemed. And again, yeah. like we're dealing with information and and so so how do you how do you make informed decisions? I like to mm-hmm. I usually mm-hmm. stick to the Very rule hard. of yes, I'll talk about the issues, but I don't talk about the politicians. That's a good rule. I like that. Because once you start talking about the who and then the what and then the background and then they said this and they did that. It just gets so muddied. And I mean, I do my best to get as much information as I can, but I also know that I may not have all the information. And one of the, one of the things I do do, I I, I did make the exception recently and I shared an article from preemptive love about Mm -hmm. the refugee situation. Um, Mm. But one thing I want to say about them is that they're an organization that is on the ground in the Middle right. East. They bring relief to families in Syria and Iraq, and they help re- refugees rebuild their lives. They provide life-saving medical care for children in that area. And I mm. shared it because I felt like, number one, it's not coming from a media outlet. Right. It's yeah. coming from people that are on the ground. And I felt, I felt like it was a balanced post. And the reason why I believe that is because I agreed with some things, and then a couple of things challenged me. And so that wow. said to me... Maybe there's something to this. And I shared that. And and the interesting thing is I got a handful of likes, no comments, not even a lot of likes. And so what happens is I'm sharing this post that's not. I didn't see this post. Oh, I'll share. I will share it in the show notes. Okay. Yeah. Um, It wasn't, it didn't have the accusatory tone. It wasn't calling anybody out. It wasn't like doing all of those things that these articles that are getting shared on Facebook have in them. And so I feel like it got no response. And so I'm wondering, are we just looking for something to be against? Or are we really wanting Mm. to understand what's really going on? Yeah. Well, I just want to share, because I know I've talked a lot about my successes in this. And I feel like I need to share my failures um, with talking about politics with friends or navigating politics with friends. And recently I was with someone and they were talking to me about women's rights and which I'm all about women's rights. But I started to go on this thing about global women's rights. And I like wasn't even I just like, you know, when you're like getting super passionate and you start talking about stuff. And, like, words are flowing out of your mouth, but you're not really, like, you're not even paying attention. Is this person listening to me? Like, what is their reaction? I was just like, and this is going on, and this is going on, and what are we going to do about this? And, like, finally, I ended my little spiel, and she goes, oh, that was a lot. I didn't expect that. I just came for a cup of coffee. Like, And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so 
I'm so sorry. I just kind of like like verbally vomited all of my thoughts on global women's rights on you. And you were not prepared for that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I wasn't even like, Do I? like, I, like there was no, I just was that person. I was like, so impassionate, so enraged at what's going on with, with girls in these countries and education rights, and all this stuff. I never, I never checked, checked in actually were like a part of the conversation. It was just me up there going, blah, 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 like, you know, not, I don't want to say it was crazy and everything I said, I really do believe, but I had to be like, uh, like, okay. You know, sorry. I think, yeah, I'm really sorry. I love that though. You didn't check to see if she was a part of the conversation. <laughs> I didn't check. No, no. And I think that's, that's kind of like, I had to be like, okay, Noah, if you're going to really navigate this, like see if this person even wants to talk about this. <laughs> You know, and not just throw up on people. And then, and like, I am all about, I'm all about the beauty of us being able to say what we want in America. I think that's awesome that we can share beliefs. I'm, I like totally, um, I'm on board with that, but in my friendships, not that I should feel like I can't, but I should also see if this, if there's an open door, is there space for this? Because sometimes I just will, you know, not pay attention to what I'm saying. And if this person really wants to hear it. So it was interesting. It was interesting. And I I had to apologize. And she was like, no, it's cool. I just thought we were having coffee. Mm. (laughs) No, the one thing about friendships, I think that if you have a track record of respecting each other, that when we have these occasional things where we go off the rails, there's already an established um, relationship and a bond and where you can extend grace to that person because you know that they're passionate about it or they're emotionally yes. driven. And, and, but if you haven't established that already in a relationship, it's really hard for you to jump in there and be like, I feel strongly about this. And we disagree. Like you have no, um, foundation. There's no roots for that friendship to survive those kinds of conversations. Oh my gosh. And you know what? I have to say another fail real quick is one time I saw something on Facebook and I literally was like, does this this person even read her Bible. Like I was so offended by what she posted. And I was like, she clearly, you know, I remember like saying this out loud and all of my eight year olds, like who doesn't read their Bible? And immediately the Lord was like, listen, do you do everything that I say? Do you actually do everything I say? So before that you judge this person for their position or how they're responding, Mm. ask yourself, do you do everything that I say? And if not extend grace, Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, because <laughs> I don't. And right. I think that's something else that's very easy for me to do is I can just judge somebody where they're at spiritually, you know, if they're another believer and they have a different political view than me. And I'm like, what's wrong with them? Don't they see? It's so clear. This is how it's right, supposed to be. Right, right, and, right. And we get all like judgy. We don't even, re- we think we're righteous in our justice, but really we need to ask ourselves, do we do everything that we, that Jesus asked us to done? Do we actually live this way? Not that I'm saying we can't say they're wrong, but we, before we start to like crucify them, right. we need to extend grace that we've already extended ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, there again, that that's conversation, um, a builder as opposed to a squelcher. And, you know, when we, when we judge and bring that to the table, who doesn't get their back up and who doesn't yeah. feel like they don't have, you know, we don't feel like there is really space for us to talk about, um, even if we're wrong, a discovery as opposed to a conversation that's already been wrapped up and decided upon before we even get to the table. So, wow. yeah, lots of room. I think there's so much room, honestly, on this, in this area for all of us to grow 
I mean, really, we're human beings and we have these opinions and we don't even know it. Mm. You don't even know that we're like coming in with all of our assumptions already wrapped up in a little package. Yeah. All right. So, Noelle, we could talk about this forever. <laughs> we could. I know. Would I you Would you just um, remind us of your three tips? Okay. So the first <laughs> thing I would say is to decide where you want these political conversations with your friends to take place. Mm-hmm. So is it better face-to-face? Do you think you can do it in a, a, a clear way? way on Facebook, you know, my personal view is it's better face to face because you can hear the voice and you can see the heart. The second thing I was saying was approach the conversation where you're willing to ask questions as opposed to coming with your argument. Mm -hmm. And when you feel like you're being attacked, that's when you ask questions Mm -hmm. and kind of being willing to hear the other person out. So that would be the second thing. And then the last thing I would say is to not just write, you know, write people off because they disagree with you, mm-hmm. but to That's allow okay. these people to be a part of your life to discover what you really believe and to challenge you an opportunity to love people who may not always be someone that you always agree with. I mean, Jesus talks about this. Yeah. So and those also are my to three give- things. Give them an opportunity to love you too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. a mutuality there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Elise, what is our challenge for this week? Jeez. Go have coffee with, <laughs> with someone that, uh, <laughs> well, my, my, my challenge is really kind of simple. Um, we've talked about a lot of ways of approaching relationships where we have differing opinions on a very volatile topic. So I guess I would say my challenge for this week is to be mindful, to come to the table with friends, mindful that you may not agree on everything that you're going to be discussing, but to come with an open hand. And again, you know, how do you, how do you do that? Um, be thoughtful. Don't speak before you think. Be thoughtful, be mindful, and come to the table open. And see how that goes. And we'd love to hear about it in our Facebook group if you have anything to say about the response that you've had to being a little bit more open to uh, hearing other people out. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that's it for this episode. What you heard here today can be found in the show notes. If you subscribe to the newsletter at circlesoffaith.org, you'll receive the show notes, additional content, and resources delivered right to your inbox. And just like Elise said, we'd love to keep the conversation going in our Facebook community page. We certainly would love to hear what it is that you and your best friend always agree on, but we'd also love to know what are some of your tips Hmm. for getting along with friends when you disagree? Subscribe to us on iTunes so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, rate and review the show. Your comments go a long way in helping others find us. Also, let us know what you think of the show. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Circles of Faith. Mm -hmm.